Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Um, for students that aren't in school right now, don't have a Zoom session to go to, but still want to learn some science. Last time we talked about how uh, important science is and uh, around the world and how even in um, the Eastern tradition, the misconception is that science hasn't been going on um, and science was miraculously invented during the Enlightenment, and that's not true. We know that because we've been watching Crash Course History of Science, but we also know that um, because science has developed in different parts of the world for thousands of years, people also do science differently in different parts of the world. So let's talk about the Western science tradition and how that came uh, to be. When we say the, the Western science tradition, we're actually talking about mostly stuff that developed in Europe. Um, because of uh, European colonialism, science that was happening in America, uh, whether that be Incan and Mayan traditions of astronomy or um, Indian, uh, well, not Indian, but Native American, um, uh, uh, or Native Americans were working on genetics for a long time um, and developed their own vegetation through genetic research. All of that sort of went out the window because with colonialism, the European idea spread through America for good or bad, whether you want to look at that as a good thing or a bad thing is entirely up to you, but it happened and we don't carry a lot of those traditions anymore, unfortunately, except in small pockets where people still practice those things. So when we talk about the Western science tradition, we're actually talking about things that developed in, the, in, in Europe and Europe... Uh, at least in terms of history, the way we present it, does tend to look at science really starting starting with the Enlightenment. Now, again, that's not true. Uh, people have been doing science for thousands of years, uh, and there's evidence of engineering when you look at um, uh, especially ship faring in Europe um, before the Enlightenment. Um, there's definitely evidence of experimentation because, again, people were practicing alchemy at that time. Um, but uh, science sort of went through what is termed by historians as a revolution, um, starting with, uh, most people start it with Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon is, and yes, his last name is actually Bacon. Francis Bacon is famous for inventing what's known as the scientific method today. Um, now, uh, I've told you in class, I don't like to present the scientific method because there's more than one method to do science. But the method that Bacon made famous was the method in which you come up with a hypothesis you develop an independent and dependent variable to test the hypothesis. You test the hypothesis. You develop a theory uh, to explain whether your hypothesis. So if, so if your hypothesis came true, you develop a theory to explain why it came through. If your hypothesis was incorrect, you come up with a theory about why your hypothesis was incorrect. And then you test that again. So you come up with a new hypothesis. So the method of hypothesis, test, explanation, new hypothesis. Those four steps were uh, written out by a man named Francis Bacon. Now, again, that's been happening before Bacon's time, but unfortunately, history goes to people who write things down. And so Francis Bacon took really good notes uh, because he was recording things as a clergyman um, for, uh, I believe he was a Franciscan friar for um, uh, many, many decades. So because Bacon wrote it down in a notebook, Bacon is then credited with coming up with that method. Whether Bacon actually, whether Francis Bacon came up with that method is hard to tell, um, but he's the one who gets the credit. Uh, a next big step comes a couple hundred years later with uh, Galileo Galilei. Uh, Galilei uh, was famous for opposing 
um, traditional views. That's the part of Western science, right? So Western science is big on the scientific method and it's big on challenging norms. It's big on challenging what people take as common sense. So the common sense of the day was that uh, the sun came up and then went back down in the sky. And Galileo, along with uh, Nicholas Copernicus, said, well, that's not true. Uh, the, the earth is actually going around the sun. Um, now, uh, people sort of play Galileo up as getting into a big fight with the church over this. Um, really, Galileo's beef was with everybody. If you look at Galileo's notes, he would openly mock and deride people um, all the time, which is why not only the clergy, but other scientists really didn't like working with Galileo Galilei. Um, and that's why a lot of his views were challenged. In fact, there were parts of the church um, and when we say the church in Europe at that time, we mean the Catholic church, but um, that certainly wasn't the only church around at the time. But the church uh, uh, definitely um, made an example of Galileo, not only because of his ideas that the earth went around, the, uh, that the sun wasn't going around the earth, that the earth was going around the sun, but also because uh, he would openly mock basically whoever he wanted, and they saw him as a problem. So still not okay for the church to act like that, although there's a slight misconception about why they were why they were at odds and, and butting heads. Um, Galileo, uh, the contributions he made, instead of just arguing with people, the things he actually discovered, he tested the hypothesis that objects uh, travel at different speeds when they're falling, um, they don't. Uh, objects actually travel at the same speed when they're falling. Um, it's just that uh, air resistance makes it to where um, they end up having a different velocity. But the acceleration of that object, whether it be a hammer or a feather, um, the acceleration is the same. And in fact, there was an experiment done on the moon. You can find this on YouTube. When they went to the moon, someone brought up a feather and a hammer, and they dropped a feather and a hammer on the moon at the same time. And they fell at the same speed because there's very, very little air on the moon. So when you take away air resistance, objects actually fall at the same speed. And Galileo did experiments in which he sort of proved that that was true. Um, uh, Galileo didn't find them falling at the same speed, but Galileo said they would be falling at much different speeds based on their weight. But even when I have a really, really, really heavy object, it falls almost at the same speed as this really, really light object. But he wasn't able to account for air friction. So challenging uh, contemporary, uh, customary ideas, challenging common sense is sort of credited to Galileo Galilei. Finally, um, we have Isaac Newton uh, in the Western tradition. Isaac Newton is famous for incorporating math. Now, as we've learned in this class, Isaac Newton certainly wasn't the first person to incorporate math into scientific research. He's famous for it. However, a lot of people give him credit for deciding to do that, even though the ancient Greeks and the ancient Aztecs and uh, the people in the Indus Valley were literally already doing that with their medical and astronomical research. Isaac Newton oftentimes wrongly gets the credit because he invented calculus. Now, that is a really amazing accomplishment to invent calculus. And he invented calculus. He invented a whole form of math just to prove that his theories were correct. You can see that as extremely petty, or you could see that as an act of genius, or you can see it as both. It's sort of up to you. Um, but that's why he gets the credit is because he invented calculus. All right. Uh, so that's sort of the... Um, 
that's sort of the main content of the episode um, today. Uh, but I wanted to kind of give, um, but I wanted to kind of give um, a different assignment for today instead of just uh, doing another podcast where we talked about uh, the history of science, since we're already sort of learning that in other places during school anyway. Um, so some, doing something a little bit different today, in the comment section of your Google Forms, what I would like you to do in honor of Galileo Galilei and in honor of Isaac Newton, uh, who dis discovered the theory of gravity, what I would like you to do is I would like you to propose an experiment we could do in class to test um, how gravity works. Um, so I want you to identify a dependent and independent variable that we could test to see, um, to measure something about gravity. Now, what you could be measuring when it comes to gravity, you could be measuring, you could come up with an experiment to help us determine the speed, uh, or the, the force of gravity. So we could measure, uh, the speed that things fall under gravity. We could measure the force of gravity, we could do an experiment to see if gravity uh, doesn't exist under certain conditions. Like, are there are there things in the world that cancel out gravity? Um, but in the comments for this Google Forms, I want you to propose an experiment where you'd say a dependent and an independent variable um, um, for your uh, gravity experiment. Um, and I want you to, to give me a basic idea of, you know, what are we testing? So you, so for example, if you're going to propose an experiment in your Google form, what you could say is, uh, I want to test whether gravity exists underwater. Um, my independent variable is objects in water and my dependent variable is, uh, how fast they fall to the bottom. So time it takes to fall to the bottom. That would be one example you could use. Um, and you can use something similar to that example if you're confused, but want to show that you listened to this, uh, episode anyway, um, you could use that and then change the, you know, you can change the thing slightly and choose a different liquid or something. Um, but I want you to propose an experiment by giving me, um, Give me a, 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 um, a, an experimental proposal. So give me one sentence on what you want to test uh, and then identify an independent variable and a dependent variable. And tell me what you would want that to look like in the Google form. Um, and I want you to do that in honor of Galileo Galilei and Isaac Newton. Uh, and I want you to put that in the Google form to show me that you paid attention to this episode um, and that you uh, were trying to learn some science today. Uh, that is it for our episode. Um, but uh, as always, at the end of an episode, we always have a joke. So here is our joke for today. An apple falls on Isaac Newton's head. He shakes his fist at the sky and says, there should be a law. All right, that's it for today. Uh, you guys have a fantastic day. Uh, if you have any questions about your assignment, you could always give me a private comment on the Google Classroom and, and ask for uh, some kind of... Um, uh, help if you're having trouble coming up with an independent and a dependent variable um, on that Google form. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, and if you accidentally close out the Google form, uh, you could always make changes by giving me a private comment on the Google Classroom and say, oh, I meant to type this. And then just tell me in a private comment what you actually meant to, to turn in. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we will see you next time.